Welcome to a podcast for all. I'm Shane Obershaw. And I'm Jeff Winslow. And this is episode seven. Dude, I got something to tell you. What's going on, man? I am pissed, but I'm happy. Why are you pissed? I did not win the contest to reserve my slot to a limited edition reclaimed Rust book. Isn't that uh, isn't that like $300, that limited edition one? 300 bucks. so I'm pissed because I'm not getting the fucking autographed edition. But I'm happy because I did the math. 300 bucks buys me 37 and a half steak bowls at Chipotle. I like Chipotle. It's Pizzle's favorite place. <laughs> did, did you win an entry or it didn't work for you either? No, I definitely did not win. I don't know, man. We're just going to have to meet him again and get it signed. Yeah, that's that's fine with me. I feel like I can grab the book and go meet them. It's pretty cool. And we were talking to uh, Tiff from Hawaii. Remember the uh, 57 Chevy Bel Air chick? Yes, I do. Literally, that episode dropped. And I think the next day, Reclaimed Rust was uh, announced. I wonder if she won. I hope so. She's still trying to drive that car from Hawaii to Virginia when all that's going. Yeah, it's going to be a long boat ride. Um, We have a champion. Some kind of bracket. Are you surprised? No, I'm not surprised. Uh, I would have liked a different song, but I am definitely not surprised. Do we uh, key the drum roll? Drum roll, excuse me. I think we key the drum roll, but um, to no one's really big surprise... Master Puppets, man, there you go, out of uh, 64, boom. Yeah, it took down, what was it, uh, what was the first one it took down? Maybe it was like Atlas or something like that, went through... It's like 95 to 5%. Yeah, that one, that came to no surprise, but... No, I mean, Master Puppets, it's, you know, gone down in history as the greatest metal album of all time, so it seems fitting that puppets would be the crown holder las vegas odds two hundred thousand to one confusion versus fixer <laughs> and how much money did you put on that bet a nickel <laughs> hopefully i get a nickel back <laughs> get it but but um i'm waiting for him to announce who's going to win these papa het uh tables he's making up in the woods in colorado yeah, when you uh, stop playing music, you start whittling and making tables and becoming the table. It only seems fitting that Hetfield is making tables. Hetfield is the table, and he's also looks like he made his own branding logo, like branding wood, like you brand a cow or like a horse. A cow, yeah. Do you brand a horse? I think you do. Yeah, and well, a bull or a steer. That's a cow, yeah. right? Yeah, well, I think a cow's a female. <laughs> yeah, we're getting there. So, did you put your ten bucks down to win a to win? I am the table. Unfortunately, I didn't. Only because I don't ever win anything, so I didn't think that I would even have a chance. Can't win if you don't play, bro. This is very true, but I also don't play the lottery either, and I'll never win. Sadly. Probably better odds to win a Papa Het I Am The Table than it is to win $245 million. Not unless you're playing the Gopher 5, bro. Only Minnesota. Minnesota Gopher 5, that's true. I miss those days. The other uh, thing we'll wrap up before we get to our 
awesome guest from California. We are three weeks away from playing a live show in the year 2020. Yeah, we're playing in Ringle, Wisconsin at the Q&Z Expo Center. It's an outdoor festival. Uh, Three-day event, I believe. So they're welcome back. And you said you were going to write the set list. Is that, has that happened yet? I have not written it yet, but I have a few weeks. I will, I will write it, and Motor Breath will be the opener. I was just going to say we've promised the last three weeks since we talked about Motor Breath as an opener, we're actually going to do that. It's definitely going to happen. Nothing like going from Ecstasy of Gold into an old school kill em all drum fill to start the show. It's going to be good. Welcome back. All righty. Well, without further ado, not much news in the uh, the Metallica weeks. We just we just get to it. Let's just jump right in. We have from the large western state of California, the president, not the president of the United States, but the president of one of the biggest Metallica Met Club chapters to date. They are called California to self destruct. Dude, they, they have a chapter flag, and the state of California's actual state flag has a bear on it. Yeah. And the bear is saying, eat, fuck, E-E-T-F-U-K. Oh, that's awesome. Just like Hepfield's guitar. You know that's legit as hell. Yep, that's definitely. Without further ado, from Los Angeles, California, Mr. Edgar Beredas. What's up, man? And you're on mute. All right, how's it going, bro? <laughs> Someone wash that mic. Hey, man, you better wash that mic off. Oh, my God. Good start, man. Uh, Let's try that again. The best start. From Los Angeles, California, Mr. Edgar Baradas. What's up, guys? How's it going? It's going well, man. How you doing? I'm doing all right, man. Just chilling. Thanks for joining us, man. I can. Uh, we were just talking about the California eat fuck flag. Um. Edgar, you are the president of the chapter, the founder, the the main that the man that runs it all. No, I'm not, dude. <laughs> You're not. And this is where the introduction comes to an abrupt halt. This is what we call an edit insert. You see, Mr. Edgar Baradas does such a fine job of social networking, promoting, campaigning, advertising, and running one of the best chapters in the globe. We thought he was California to self destructs president slash chapter head. Turns out. We were wrong. No! Call him the VP, the right-hand man, the social media master. Now, back to the show. The vice president, if you want, but I'm not I'm not the one who created it, and I'm not the one who runs it. I just kind of run it on the side as of social media, but not I don't I don't talk to talk I don't get to talk to Jeff or Med Club. <laughs> Well, from what I see from your posts and how you run the social media, you pretty much are the president in my eyes. Nah, Robert's the one. I don't like to take like I don't even like the uh, the term chapter head, you know, as someone who is above the other members or something. But so I don't I don't like the president or chapter head uh, name. Chapter employee. Yeah, I just I just contribute to whatever the chapter is, and that's it. You know. Did you come up with the flag? Uh, no, I didn't. Um, my friends bought or had a flag for some reason at the Kimmel show, uh, when Metallica went to, to the Kimmel show. And, um, I guess, uh, they, they 
Robert was the one who wanted to make a chapter, and I guess they met it there. And so they started writing the Metallica logo on top of the flag then and all other things. And then that's how California to Self-Destruct was founded. And I wasn't on that show. I just I got to meet the guys later on, and they had that same flag. And then Robert is the one who invited me to be part of the chapter. And I got super excited because there was another chapter here in L.A., and they weren't, like, doing anything. So um, that's how we got started, and that's how, um, I guess, that ch- uh, I guess that uh, flag begun, you know, the the California flag at the Kimo show with the Metallica letters on top. Very cool. How many members in the, uh, in the chapter? Uh, score members there, there, there's only maybe seven, eight of us that we talk often. Uh, those are the hardcore guys that you've been traveling and touring with. Yeah. Yeah. We all, most of us became uh, black ticket, uh, holders, uh, on the, on the stadium tour. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was six or seven of us that got the black ticket and got to travel everywhere. Stadium tour. How many shows did you see then? Actually, no, that was not the stadium tour. That was the arena tour. My bad. Um, I got this is to America, see, right? Yeah. Um, I got to see 14 in the arena tour here in North America. Nice. I think I got to see 14. And I know some of the other guys got to see more Jose and, and Robert probably got to see like 18 or 19. I can't remember. But uh, I got my good share of shows with that black ticket. So of those, Absolutely. Four, so of those 14, uh, any particular one that stood out more than any oh, of the others? They all had special things, dude. They all had special things. Uh, I want to say the um, there's a few that I can point out. At least the first one was kind of dreadful with Jim Brewer at the beginning. Uh, I love the guy, and it became better. But that that part, I I will never forget how it just got extended, <laughs> and he was just losing his mind. He was you talking about Madison. Yeah, Madison, Wisconsin. Um, it was like it was super weird. Uh, but the ones that stand out the most were Minneapolis and, and Lincoln, Nebraska, just because of the set list and the rare song, songs that we got. Oh, Minneapolis. Uh, uh, yeah, Minneapolis. We got um. Uh, what was it? No Leaf Clover? Yes. And uh, on Lincoln, Nebraska, we got Unforgiven 3. And what I was telling the guys, what was funny is that it was a year, just about a year before of the announcement, or no, the shows on on San Francisco, the S&M shows. So it was, I think, September yeah, right. 4th, 4th and 6th or so, between shows. Yeah, that was almost exactly a year. And and it, yeah, well, I mean, at least a year before in September sixth, that's when they played uh, Forgiven Three, and I was like, isn't that like a like a funny thing? Isn't that like a were they planning something? Was that like a inside joke for them? Because just exactly a year before they were playing those two songs that they were gonna play at the SNM two. Same with No Leaf Clover. Yeah, that was two nights before Lincoln. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it was um it was a Funny thing I noticed, uh, those two shows, and of course, uh, the biggest night of the Black Ticket Tour was the last last show at Grand Forks. Um, what was it? Grand, no, Grand Rapids. Grand Rapids. Um, did you wear a tuxedo? I did, dude. I, nice. Um, yeah, I did. Uh, and it was just fun having all the Metallica family there, uh, wearing tuxedos and dresses and all this, and it was a, a very unforgettable unforgettable night it's just full of uh 
a lot of um, feelings and, 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 and mixed feelings because the whole thing was coming to an end, you know? Sure. Yeah. You know, so you... Go ahead, Jeff. I was going to say, you, you travel around a lot. You see a lot of shows around the country. Uh, I'm sure you've seen them in your home state quite a few times. Uh, as far as the whole experience goes, do you prefer to travel out of state? Or do you prefer to see them in your own hometown? Uh, I mean, it's obviously easier here in my hometown. But I do prefer to travel just because I know um, I'll get to see new places and, and meet hopefully new people and old friends. Very cool. So tuxes and uh, black dresses, since you were black ticket holders, you thought of making it a, a black event kind of night for the send off. I don't know who came up with that idea, but uh, once they said like, Oh, we're going to try to do this thing. All black ticket holders try to, you know, wear black tie or at least, you know, dress uh, formal. Uh, I was, I was in for it. You know, it was, I think we were going to see each other at, at the rail because we were always at the rail. And, and it was a nice experience because even the band saw us and made a comment about it. So that was that was pretty cool that they uh, acknowledged what we did. That's so cool, man. We're, was like security and venue personnel looking at you guys in line, like coming through like, what the hell is this? It's a Metallica show. Yeah, like most of the time, you know, they were surprised because that's not the regular attire you wear for, um, for a metal concert and – we did get some questions from, I guess, the staff, you know, um, and we just told them in, uh, in, in short what it was. And I guess they were like, you know, uh, I guess, you know, they didn't understand. But probably got a little warm watching a metal concert in a, in a tuxedo, I, I, huh? Dude, I did. As, as soon as uh, I think Metallica started playing or even before, I had to take my jacket off because it was, <laughs> it, it was just so hot, man. Sweating bullets, man. Mm-hmm. Did you drive all that, Edgar, the, the 14 arena shows? Did you drive to all those, or was there some flying? We drove for some, and we flew in for some. Um, okay. I was flying in just because of my job. Uh, I was trying to do the weekend shows uh, and maybe some in between when I could. But my friends most of the time were were um, were driving, so I would just uh, fly into that city and then start driving with them for a few days and then cool. fly off uh, from another city back to LA and try to repeat it after uh, the next week, you know. Very cool. I came across a picture, might have been a video, one of those shows, Jim Brewer had you and Rob actually backstage in his dressing room. Yeah. How did that go down? Uh, That happened when, I think that was Buffalo, New York, uh, I think, I'm pretty sure. Um, he pulled us, well, he normally will ask people at the rail if um, if, we, if they wanted to do the, I guess, the game he was doing uh, on top of the stage. And yeah. that only happened like, maybe a couple of times. And I, I told him, like, hey, we want to do it. We want to do it. And as soon as he saw us, that we were pretty excited about it. He was like, okay, guys, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get you guys up there. Um, and then he gave us a, a few instructions and... And then he told us that we were going to go with him backstage and he was going to have us in his dressing room and he was just going to go through it. And he was also going to have us like walk behind Metallica when they were going to come, come out. Oh, wow. Yeah. Just before they go on stage, which uh, we were not like expecting. Uh, So we were just, he just walked out and let us chill. We were chilling there for for a few minutes. And then he came back and, and told us that um, we were going to be outside just before, uh, I guess ecstasy of gold, and you know he told us like don't touch the band. And they went 
went through all the precautions and things that you were not supposed to do. Don't sure. yell at them. Don't flash them. Don't take care of your phone. Just take it in. You're going to see the band. You're going to see them do the hurdle. And uh, don't, don't try to draw their attention. If they come to you, feel welcome to just fist bump them or whatever they're trying to do with you. But after that, don't, don't get their attentions or, uh, or anything else. And, I mean, we saw them, and, like, Lars was next to us signing some stuff for somebody, and, like, Lars and Kirk were on the other side. Robert was, like, I don't know where. And then all of a sudden, we saw them, you know, talk to each other, do the huddle thing. James so you're came. back in the hallway during the huddle during it, ACDC? Is, yeah, this is just bef- behind the curtain where they sure. And uh, it was just mind-boggling, you know, seeing them just – backstage and, and and doing their little rituals that they do putting their in-ears on and yeah. getting the guitars on and and james like came to robert and like fist bump him and like i was like two people behind i think and i get i didn't get to fist bump him but you know we were close uh but to see that all go down as they're kind of getting in their element it's totally, man. you're in a hallway with maybe eight or nine people around them and in 20 seconds they walk through that curtain and bam there's twenty thousand. yeah dude as soon as um they started the intro tape to Hotwire. That's when they come out. And, you know, I get goosebumps just to think about it right now when uh, when I see the curtains. Because we were going to walk right behind them. Just, sure. Uh, I guess it was Ben, the security, and then it was us. And then just to see those curtains open and, and, and we walk through them uh, just behind Metallica and see them walk that pathway. And then we see all the people and people are screaming and going crazy for them. It was just like mind boggling because because you know I was thinking like they get to feel this they get to see this every single night and it's just fucking right. amazing you know just like another day at work yeah and then after that we just walked back to the rail like we we got actually we actually got back to our spots which it was pretty cool that's cool that you get to be able to see them in that you know pre show environment and then bam intro tape starts and it's I can imagine it's probably just like a switch where they go from just being regular people to the icons that they yeah, are exactly so jim brewer just said hey man um just hang with me and don't say anything don't touch him but watch the ritual and then we'll then we'll walk out right behind him as the yeah, tape is rolling uh, that's what he said and now that uh, so cool of him yeah now that i remember how we made it to the back uh it wasn't is because we won i guess the contest on the stage yeah and the thing is that it was two against two and it was just uh, guessing songs. And I remember Robert and I and the other guys were practicing because you were not supposed to say the name of the song. Like, let's just say Red Lightning. You couldn't say Red Lightning. You couldn't say uh, Light or Lightning. Uh, so we had to figure it out. You know, he will give you guesses. He will say Electric Chair. And then there you, there you, then you will know it's uh, Red Lightning. Sure. So, so we would have these... Um, these words to remind each other of a certain song without naming the or using one of the words in the song. And uh, we tied two times uh, Robert and I against um, it was um, Miklo and Jose. Okay. Do you remember what, what songs they were? Uh, we think we got things like Mama Said and, and, and I'm not sure if St. Anger, we got some rare stuff in there. Um, what was your code word for Mama Said? Yeah, well, actually, the thing we had a, a problem there because Robert said "mom," and then <laughs> no! 
and then and no and then so jim brewer called it off and we were like no 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 like it's not bali it should be bali because it's not mom mama it's not the same and so he gave us that point and with that point we tied with the other guys and then we did it again and we tied again and then i just i don't i, I remember yelling at, at jim like let's just take everybody dude like let's just take everybody backstage <laughs> and like he's he looking said, at you like fuck no he said like fuck it you know like he took all four of us because he was only gonna be two of us and then at the end he took all four of us backstage and that was that is so cool that man. was much better because it was it was four of us all of uh, you yeah california members so we got very lucky that night all right jeff you get pulled up on stage by jim by jim brewer you can't say the words but tell me how you're trying to get saint anger across to me Street. I would say fist. Street. I just say, I know exactly what you're talking about. I would just, if it was for you, I would just say street, and you'd know exactly what I'm talking about. One big motherfucking red fist. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So 14 shows. Uh, did you end up going to Europe with the black ticket? I did. Um, I got my, my black tickets actually hanging back there. Um, Dude, that's awesome. I only did five shows in Europe, but it was that was worth it for the black ticket just because it was with that i was covering covering the shows already plus you had the um the early access so it was a good investment oh that's huge what cities in uh, europe edgar i did paris uh just paris by itself uh which it was a, a super awesome trip that i did with my friend memo he for the longest time wanted to go to paris and he told us he wanted to go to paris for metallica because his birthday was coming or it was around his birthday and we were like no it's too expensive just to go to paris just for one show and at the end uh start, i actually started looking for flights and and i know he was getting scared just by going by himself he's never been outside the u.s yeah um and uh you know i took it as an opportunity to to also travel and 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 see a, a, a show with a friend just by, you know, just the two of us and making that connection, that those memories. So you flew to Paris, saw the Paris sh- show, and then flew back to L.A. and then went back for the other ones? Exactly. Uh, we, we were, all, yeah, dude, we were only in Paris for maybe 48 hours or so. <laughs> That's a long round trip, man, especially from L.A. We got, the, we got there the night before waiting in line we went to i mean we went all around paris the day of the show then went to the venue in the afternoon made it into the show and then after that the day after we were flying super early in the morning so that was that <laughs> that's a long fast yeah. two days <laughs> well yeah dude but we got to see a lot of uh, paris so i don't we don't regret it at all did you even get a hotel room or did you just walk around and say all right we're no, going home no. no we got an airbnb nice Mm-hmm. Out of those European shows, uh, which one stood out the most as far as, you know, set list, uh, you know, the crowd, venue, scenery? Um, well, Trondheim, the last one I did, we did Germany, we did, we did Sweden, then Denmark, and Copenhagen, and then Trondheim in Norway. And I want to say Trondheim in Norway was like the, the one that I enjoyed the most and the one i had the most fun just because the scenery it was it was a it was on on an open field you had a lot of um trees around you in in, in nature in in norway at that time uh the sun goes down super super late 
in I think around that time it's also when they have what they call the midnight sun. It's midnight and you still have the sun outside. Yeah, Norway is so far north in the summer. It's very limited darkness. Yeah, and if you look it up uh, on YouTube, there's I think they have the whole show in Norway. And it was amazing just to see a show with that light, you know. It wasn't completely dark. It was just like an afternoon, a very long afternoon. And uh, there was a guy that was buying beer for, for everybody, like at least in the corner where we were. So we just have like beer coming over and over and over. And we just had a lot of fun <laughs> that that night. dude. I'm, Sounds like just the overall experience, everything. The vibe was just perfect for that show. The vibe, the... The weather, the nature, the scenery, the sound of the band, and and just the the good vibes with the people around us. Oh, Hell yeah. yeah, man! That is so cool, man. So pretty much ten or eleven o'clock at night, and you still have daylight as the boys are rocking out. I mean, like when they finished, the sun was still out. Dude. It's like wow. Alaska. Yeah, It'd be a different vibe to see. Like, just think watching, you know, Seek, Sandman, nothing else, and it's still daylight, Jeff. Yeah. yeah I mean, like, I mean, uh, not to interrupt you, but it was uh, it was like just just barely touching the horizon, maybe going under the horizon just a small little bit. But then you just as soon as it comes down, it goes up. It's the longest sunset of your life. Exactly. <laughs> it, yeah, exactly. It's like a it's like a four six hour sunset. In the snake pit, drinking beers, or off to the side, drinking beers, or where was the beer hookup, man? On the, in the snake pit. Nice work. You're getting the ultimate treatment. He was fucking VIP, man. I wonder if the lighting director took the night off. Like, oh, fuck, the sun's out. We don't need lights tonight. I mean, he could have. I mean, you couldn't see. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't even see the screens, dude. Because, like, they're, they're like grails. You could see like, through them. Yeah, you could see through them. Yeah. All of them. Yeah, you couldn't see anything unless you were pretty far away, I guess. Two and a half hour show with sunglasses. Here we go. Yeah, it's funny because uh, uh, Kurt came out with sunglasses at that show. <laughs> and his purple sparkle shoes. In the red jacket, man. There you go. Nothing but the best, Clark. (laughs) Oh, nothing but the best. Did you say Mannheim, Germany? No, that was uh, Trondheim. uh, Okay. Norway, Norway, yeah. 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 What was the Germany show you were at? Uh, I was in Berlin. Berlin, okay. Yeah. Our guest last week was at uh, Mannheim and heard Outlaw Torn. Oh, man, I wish I would have been to that one. I, I wanted to go back, but, you know... It, I was it was work and then it was expensive to go back and I was just like I knew they were probably gonna do something special but then I wasn't sure just because you know you always think like oh okay it's the last show they're doing and also the black tickles holders wanted to do something with the right. uh, Hawaiian shirts and stuff and I was like should I go should I stay I don't know they didn't actually do anything special for the last night of the black ticket in the US uh, I was hoping for something special but they didn't do it um so i was like mm, it's a gamble and i'm probably just not gonna go back so I, I i now regret not going back i'm still trying to figure out why the uk or i should just say europe in general always seems to get better set lists than america um i don't know i think it's the fans um but i also do think we do get good set lists that um, I'm sure they're jealous of. Uh, I don't want to say it's 50-50. I do think that um, shows in, in Europe and especially either South America or Australia get better set lists just because they start pulling out all stuff. 
in rare stuff yep. more than the US. I think it also has to do with uh, what Lars talks about most of the time, you know, the listens that they get on, on, on Spotify nowadays and things like that. People want to listen to these things. So you have yeah. to throw all of that in there. Um, Good point. He definitely pays attention to all of that. He's He's got a great attention to detail. Yeah, I mean, you, you can just see it on the on the bracket that they did, you know. It's the same thing that happened at, at, by request. And I was telling people, like, I don't I don't know what you get, Matt, because you know exactly what's going to happen. Doesn't, yeah, very true. I don't care if you love Fixer that much and you think it's the ultimate target <laughs> song or, like, Outlaw Torn. Those two songs are not going to win. You know that Enter Sandman and Master yeah. are going to get up there. So. Yep, it's always going to be the radio hits. But that's when we finally got Freight into Sanity was that tour. Yeah, I mean, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. That's about the only rarity that we came through with on that. I'm surprised. Thing. Yeah, I'm surprised we even got it then, because wow, I was shocked too, man. It was awesome. If he was, if he was only Met Club members uh, voting for that, then I could totally see like ultra rare souls being played out there by, by request. But when whenever you open it to the public, then yeah, most people are just gonna vote on the regular stuff like Master and One and. Nothing else. <laughs> Met Club only. God, you'd have Fillmore set list going on nightly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So 14 arena shows. Did you say six stadium shows on the Europe black ticket or five? Five. All right. What's your total? Uh, how many shows, man? Uh, I've seen 43. 43. Damn. Yeah. And after 43 shows, what song are you still dying to hear live? Oh man, there's so many. Dirty Windows one. <laughs> oh Jeff, did you hear that? I my kind of guy. Saint Anger, anything off that album, that's a win in my book. Oh man, fucking Saint Anger kicks so much life life, man. Like it fucking those, right. I agree. I, I got to see those two songs in Europe, uh, Saint Anger and Frantic, and fucking a dude. Yep, those are the they only look- two I've ever got to hear live, and they sound so awesome, so heavy live. They're so good, dude. They're so good. They really it's got such an, such an underrated album. Jeff, as the St. Anger freak you are, did you ever think someone would say, I'm dying to hear Dirty Window live? No, I never thought that. So, Edgar is Here's now the guy right my here. Favorite this is guy. the man. This is your buddy right here. Yeah, you're my, you're my favorite, man. Dude, I'm a big St. Anger believer, man. I back St. Anger as much as I can. Right on. Jeff, more than one of you exists on this planet. Hey, that's all I need. Just to know that there's another one out there that agrees with me. Well, it's quite a few, but yeah. <laughs> hey, somebody bought 10 million records of it, right? Right. Yeah, of course. Dirty Window Live. Well, I'm going to transition right into our big segment of you are stranded for the rest of your life on an island. And you got five songs, Edgar. Five, buddy. Dude, for the rest of your life. I don't know. I don't have an answer for that. Like, really? <laughs> I know. We, we got to hear it. No, man. Like, I, I, I gave it some thought, and, and I just <laughs> I just came. Like, it was breaking my head. It was breaking my mind, dude. I couldn't, I couldn't come up with stuff because then it will be constantly changing. And then. But right now, you, L.A. just floats away, and there you go. Five songs. Uh, if, be, if you're dying to hear Dirty Window live, your five on the island are going to nah, be. Awesome. I mean, like, I was just saying that. I mean, I would much rather listen to Fixer live, but. Um, there you go. Um, Jesus. Like, I don't know, man. Definitely definitely one Metallica song, at least, will be uh, Black End for sure. That's like top one. Yes. 
Um, I don't know, man. Uh, that's such a tough choice. I don't want to listen to metal all the time. That's for sure. Um, well, you might get an, another five songs for a different band or different genre, but this one is <laughs> this one is just Metallica. I'll, okay, tell you what, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do just Metallica. Uh, okay. Um, so I'm gonna go Blacken. Uh, yep. I'm gonna go Master Puppets. Ooh, the bracket winner. I do need me a ballad in there, so I'm gonna throw Fade to Black. Uh, Every guest has said Fade. It's awesome. Yeah, I love it. Uh, um, I'll I'll throw. Oh, this is gonna be weird. Uh, I'll definitely throw Ella Torn in there. Wow, here we go again. That's I been four it. out of five guests too. That's so many I would choose, dude. This is a very, it's a very hard thing, but I, I do want to balance it, you know. Uh, Such so a just, great balance. You got one to go. Um, so I'm gonna balance it with maybe some Saint Anger stuff. <laughs> uh, okay, that's uh, all right. I picked a Saint Anger song too. You got to do it, man. Just do it. I'll. Tr- you know what? I'll turn Dirty Winger there. Yes. Yes. <laughs> It's a, it's a fun if you listen to it it's a fun fun song dude. Los Angeles floats away and Edgar has blackened puppets fade outlaw and dirty window. It's a nice mix, different sounds on all the songs too. That is a great mix, dude. That's a great list. He came up with that quick, totally genuine. Love it. Yeah. Well, you know, I have been asking guests since Outlaw Torn has been a popular choice. Uh, what I'm curious is. Would you have picked the album version or an SM version or what what version are we talking here for Outlaw? Uh, I feel SNM. like I feel like that's a very important detail because there is a big difference between the two. Oh, definitely. A big difference between the SM version and, and the album version. Uh definitely pick the SM version. Uh I do remember the SM version, the SM two version a little bit, but I still need to hear it. I think it's gonna be an even better version. So, just by guessing, I will say S and M too. Uh, right but, if, but if I if I had to make a decision only on S and M one and the studio version right now, then S S and M one. My kind of guy, I love it. Yeah. And if memory serves me correct, dude, you made it into the video footage of S and M two. Yeah, I was lucky. <laughs> I was really looking forward whether I made it or not because they shoved the camera in my face a couple of times. What songs are during? Uh, the first night they did it on. Uh, ooh, I can't remember. Uh, I think it was. I'll tell you what. It was on on whatever I'm in Rome. Okay. Uh, and then the second one was just before Master. Awesome man! Yeah. Did your flag make it in? Yeah, I'm. I'm I'm holding my flag when they're like <laughs> shoved the, the when they shove the camera to my face. I'm I'm definitely holding that flag, man, and waving it. The California to self destruct bear is shouting "Eat fuck" for the rest of eternity because it's on. I really hope official they, Metallica video. I really hope it makes it to the final cut because they might just still cut it out. You know. Oh, I think that should be in there, man. From what be. we saw in the theater, that was pretty solid footage. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. It's I great. Saw, we saw a lot of phases, familiar phases in that footage. So you've seen 40-plus Metallica shows. Uh, could you tell us about the first time that you saw them? What show it was? What year? That was 2008, November 20th, Toyota Center in Houston, Texas. 
never forget it, dude. Uh, we got super lucky. I didn't know anything about Man Club. Didn't know about the fan base that they have. I just uh, had a friend that we both enjoyed the, I guess the the band, I guess the Metallica music, and then he told me that they were coming to town. We ended up, ended up buying uh, resale tickets for a stupid price for first row. And we got lucky because a guy with his nephew uh, in the GA area came to us and wanted to exchange tickets just because his nephew couldn't see anything. We give it, <laughs> we kind of look at each other. It's funny. And we yeah. kind of thought about it and we were like, should we? And then we said like, all right, fuck it. And then that was the best decision because that, with that decision came, we, we, we went downstairs and at, at the GH section and, and little by little, uh, things the sword and Gojira started playing, and little by little we started pushing to the front, to the front, to the front, and just before Metallica came on stage, I was holding the rail. I was at least had a hand on the rail, and it was unbelievable. Uh, I'll never forget the whole intro tape to "That Was Just Your Life," and how I was dead center, right in front, in front of James's mic, for pure luck, and he comes out rushing as a shadow right in front of us and start singing the verse too. That was just your life. I will never forget that. So, so 2008, at this point, before the show even starts, you're a full-blown Metallica fan and this is just your first time seeing them or was it, were you familiar with them at this point or kind of like what was going on there? Um, I wasn't like a big, big fan. I don't want to say I was a big fan. I, I knew I enjoyed Metallica, and I knew that was my favorite band. But I wasn't deep into the collecting. I wasn't deep into the touring. I wasn't deep into knowing set lists and things like that. So it was uh, I knew I liked them, but I was still a casual fan in a way. But that immediately immediately changed after I saw them for the first time. Were you living in Houston, Edgar? Huh? Were you living in Houston before yeah. LA? Yeah, I was living in Houston. Is that home for you? That was that was home uh, at the time. So wow, you see him in two thousand eight. I mean, that's you know a little over a decade ago, and forty plus shows since then. I mean, that's that's impressive. Put some miles on, man. Yeah. Oh man, I actually, I, I mean, I actually started adding up the shows three years ago. I mean, you tell me four years ago, and I only had maybe three or four shows under my belt. Wow, yeah, serious miles. Yeah. What brought you to uh, L.A.? Uh, my girlfriend, actually. The women always do that, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Well, well, we had this uh, long distance relationship, and and she was here in LA, and I was like there in Houston. We talked uh, a lot, and then she went to see me, and then she went. Uh, uh we, we've. I mean, we were in love, and then we after we saw each other and spent time together a few times. Well, uh, we knew that we wanted to be together, but she was younger than myself, so I, um, you know, had to make the decision to come to LA if we wanted to be together. So that's what made me made me come to LA, and. You know, we're not we're not together anymore, but like it was the best decision to come to LA because I I don't want to be anywhere at the moment. <laughs> and then you bought a black ticket and you said, "Hey, back to a long t- long distance relationship. Get ready." Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. Black ticket was was a gift. Whereabouts are you in LA, Edgar? Um, what, what is it? What are you right in LA or what city? Oh, you in? No, not uh, I'm on the outskirts of LA on East LA on a place called Monterey Park. Okay. Yeah. Is that all by uh, Ontario? 
Uh, well, Ontario is uh, no, it's way like it's farther. Ontario is probably like a an hour away or more. So yeah. you're west of Ontario. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You get all the good shows, man. Staple Center, the Forum, shit, everything. Yeah, there's a bunch of shit that happens here. That's why I like it here. A city that never sleeps, kind of like Vegas. Almost, yeah, yeah. We we do we we do get our fair share of like just shows and private shows and intimate shows or whatever. When does the new football stadium open? That's right by uh, LAX. Um, I I thought, and I think it was supposed to be done by july or august or something like that i remember my friend jose told me that i think uh, taylor swift was going to open or i can't remember which band was going to open but it had to be done by then and when you look at it it's not even like 90 percent done at the moment i don't think so i don't know it, it didn't it it didn't seem like it was going to be finished by then but then COVID happened so I don't know if they... I was just about to say everything kind of slowed down and since, well, there's no football now, yeah. no sports. Yeah, no sports. So they probably slowed down even more for that. I fly into LAX quite a bit, and every time I fly over that, fly over that stadium, it's just like, holy shit, that's going to be a massive place when it's finished. It's big. It's big. Yeah, it's when right I've seen the, pictures, it looks impressive. It's right next to the right next to the forum. Yeah, it makes the forum look like a little club. Oh, yeah, it dwarfs it, man. It really dwarfs it. Yeah, touched. Uh, you said before getting into collecting. Are you a collector now? Um, somewhat of a collector still. Not as much as I used to. I really got into collecting, and I got into it heavily. I was just buying, buying whatever I could, and whatever limited edition was coming out, and it was it was a ride. But at the moment, uh, not anymore. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff that they put out that I just don't buy. Like I never got to buy the box sets that, that they put out for Kill 'Em All and Right the Lightning and Right, master. Um, Did you get some black and whiskey? I I actually got some in the mail, but I it was it's not mine. I didn't order it. Someone else ordered it. I, so I have the box here with me. Sweet, a little uh, gift for you or what? No, uh, it's not. A, it's a friend from uh, overseas. Oh, gotcha. Um, they couldn't get it on anything, and you know, I just offer. Uh, Edgar's going to break the seal, take some sips, and be like, "What? It came." Well, that I way. actually can't really ship the alcohol like that. Um, so I told him, like, I I don't know what to do. Like, I mean, I will have to ship you a, an empty bottle or something. <laughs> he was totally okay with that, but then he told me he might. He found some friends that they're getting their boxes shipped with someone else uh, by. Um, I don't know some method or whatever. Uh, so that's uh, <laughs> that's an alternative. But I told them like, hey, like if you're okay, I'll just pour that bottle into one of my empty bottles that I have, and like I'll try to to grab a little flask or a container or anything that can be sealed that goes under the regulations, uh, right. so that I can send it so you can at least taste the the whiskey because like he hasn't a lot of friends in Europe never haven't got the chance to uh, to taste the whiskey, which is really good amazing he doesn't really care about the whiskey he just wants the physical bottle he wants like he wants the bottle he wants the records and to be honest like i didn't buy it just because i just don't see the value on them you know <laughs> as, 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 i mean as a collector like i get it you call it limited edition but the bottle's already 50 dollars, and then what else is there is, is there's two records i'm gonna value that maybe 40 dollars at the most i might go up to 50 <laughs> Best I can do is $30. How much are you looking to get out of this? 
Well, I'm looking to get a thousand. Um, no. <laughs> I'd give you forty bucks for it. And then, and then you have a pin, you have a sticker, and then you have a piece of uh, a, a magazine, you know. And it's like, well, how much is that worth? Like, I mean, right? Not even ten bucks. Maybe right. the pin is ten bucks. I was like, I was just not seeing the value on the box set myself. I hear you. I yeah. just want the bottle myself. Uh, so I would just buy the bottle myself. I do, uh, and, and plus the records is um, is is music that they released previously. It's not like an if if they would have put uh, Black in twenty twenty on that one, I would have bought it. All the acoustic. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been great. That's a great idea. Because uh, that would have you know been the first time it's released on physical media or something. But uh, all of these songs are like previous release songs, so I just don't you know. Didn't good see point. The yeah. So. If I kind that, of felt that. Yeah, if that box would have been valued at hundred bucks, uh, I would have already had one. But hundred fifty was a it was a tough sell for me. I kind of feel that way about the uh, three hundred dollar reclaimed Rust book, dude. Uh, I'm buying one. <laughs> Did you get a winner? Uh, no, uh, I lost the, uh, I lost the uh, the contract. You got a hookup though coming? No, um, I, I I I I I bought it somewhat i guess pre-ordered it on amazon and i know that that's probably gonna get canceled amazon had it for 300 bucks yeah amazon had a link for the uh, wow i guess inside edition which is the publisher yep uh had both editions as a pre-order and then i pre-ordered that one and i know some other people started pre-ordering that same one that 300 bucks and he, and he listed all the contents without the pictures without they listed it before metallica put it on their website so we didn't. It, it listed the contents, but we didn't see a picture. I still, I still said fuck it and and, and pre-ordered it. Um, Good move. But then uh, they changed the listing and they changed the title. So I'm sure that's probably gonna get canceled. I'm just hoping they honor it, but they probably oversold it anyway. But uh, I found another way. I found another way. I can. I'm hoping they're gonna honor my other purchase that I just made yesterday. <laughs> Well, you got scam number two going to get this book, don't you? I'm I'm trying to get that book for sure. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm hoping that that I've already put the money in, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, uh, it'll go through. <laughs> hopefully, it works through. Mm-hmm. I want the autograph book. I just didn't see the uh, value in the shop rag in the oh no rusted uh, sign. The the shop rag was the worst thing they could have thought. Think about man. I think a keychain uh, too. The keychain, the keychain's fine, whatever. But That's those fine. are like, yeah. I mean, I don't know about the shop rack. Like, who's gonna use that? Who's gonna frame that? And what would you even put that in there? And let the lithographs in there. Jeff, you gonna check your oil with that? Yeah, I'm gonna wipe my dipstick off with the shop rag. Three hundred dollars shop rag, using it for what it's for. What's up? Add a court. <laughs> I would have uh, enjoyed something else, like a, like a shirt with the with his logo on the chest part. Even a pick. Or a pick, dude. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I saw that keychain and, and rag. I was like, what? I guess he didn't want to put any music-related items in there. I don't know. I guess not, but boy, to have that book signed by Mr. J.H. in that front cover, I was like, ooh, that'd be pretty I sweet. I wish it was a front cover. It's not even. I'm not complaining. You All let me know how that goes for you. I hope you get one, man. Yeah, I hope so, too, man. Jeff, when's your reclaimed Rust book coming out of your 65 Corvair? Yeah, right. Uh, and your 99 Neon. 
Uh, no, I don't. I don't have a ninety nine. I don't have the SRT anymore either. But I, I don't think I'm going to drop three hundred dollars on a book. That's a little spendy. I think I'll just go with the uh, the traditional one. Well, when you're the VP of the California to self destruct <laughs> chapter, you can afford that shit, man. Hell yeah, Mount made it. When you're living it, when you're living in the the hills of LA, you can yeah. afford those toys. Yeah, pretty much buying the signature. You know that. I didn't. I got the email that said thanks, but no thanks later, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those items. Uh, you know, I'll just have my singer forge James a signature. He can do a pretty good copy of JH twenty. Yeah, <laughs> and then I'll sell it for two hundred. Flipping on eBay for like five hundred. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> five fifty for a bogus JH twenty signature. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. You better edit that part out. <laughs> it's one of the few chances for those collectors out there, people that care uh, to get a Yeah. Uh, oh God, twenty twenty. That's the um, thing. If you're a serious collector, you gotta just. What am I trying to say? You gotta have a, everything you can. Well, yeah, anyone really, that's a serious collector, three hundred bucks, they don't care. I mean, that's that's nothing for someone who is very passionate about collecting everything that has to do with Metallica or James Hetfield. It's a lot of money, man. Uh, collectors just spend stupid amounts of money, dude. I know. Crazy. And it never ends. So there's got to be a point where you just, just got to give up, you know, and, or, or start choosing your battles and what you buy and what you don't. Like I did with the box. It. It's just like, it's just well, like any other hobby. Right. They cost money. Uh, anything that's numbered, it's a good buy. But it, it, whatever is not numbered, then it's like limited to what? Like 10,000 pieces? Like, don't call that limited, really. Yeah. Jeff is hoping for his uh, blackened whiskey bottle to be 03 with all St. Anger songs. Yeah. Oh, man. I'll be all over that. That's the point where I'll buy a bottle of blackened whiskey for $150 if it's if it's aged with St. Anger songs. And it says 03 on it for the year, right? Oh, yeah. It has to. You guys would just be chatting away, doing shots, talking about Dirty Window. Hell, yeah, man. Why not? Taking, taking shots of Sweet Amber. Sweet Amber, bro. <laughs> that bottle's all within your hands and you're in trouble, boys. <laughs> Some kind of purify. <laughs> Purified booze. Edgar, how you feeling about trivia, man? Um I'm not the best at it at it. I'm not a I'm not a super um I'm not an encyclopedia for Metallica, but yeah, go on. I'll take uh, you'd it. be surprised. Hey, the winner gets a jump in the fire trophy. The jump in the fire mask. The figure. Oh, the mask. All right. That's the grand prize. Runner up gets a Hetfield uh, pick tin of your choosing. Okay, cool. Hey, man, you just gotta do do your best. It's all good. <laughs> I think. I think he's from LA. What could go wrong? Yeah. He's seen shows in other Ever. countries. He's been to Europe. Ever. He's been on the road with a black ticket. He knows this shit, man. And and I'm still not a hardcore fan because there's no such thing. Good point. Yeah. All right, let's jump in the fire, Edgar. Jeff, you want right. to take the first five? All yes, right. sir. All right, question number one. Metallica performed in 1998 on SNL with what guest singer? <laughs> Dude, I have no idea. Uh-oh. Saturday Night Live in 98. Who do you think sang with them? Dude, I, I don't know. I don't know. This is a, these are really hardcore Metallica questions. I'm going to give you 
I'm going to give you a hint. It's a song off a of reload. Ah, uh, so Marie and Faithful, then? Nice work. See? How easy was that? Well, okay, just because you gave me the hint, because otherwise I would have never thought of that. Oh, you were right there. Bye. All right, question number two. When the Metallica fan club and chapters descended on Las Vegas in 2018, what song did they talk to the Bellagio Hotel into playing in the water fountain out front? The Ecstasy of Gold. Bam! Ding, ding, ding. Dude, two for two. See, you got this. It's not as hard as you thought it was. Because I was there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were. You had yeah. the flag there, didn't you? Yeah. He was leading the, the, the charge. I would have never, like, know the answer to that question if I wasn't if I wasn't there. See, that question was meant to be. Alright, question number three. What was the B-side cover song on Injustice for All? <laughs> Helpless. <laughs> uh, Hint, it's a cover. Dude, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, that's a good guess, actually. It's a good guess, but unfortunately, that's not the song we were looking for. We were looking for The Prince. Oh, The Prince. Okay. No worries. Edgar, have you heard The Prince live? I haven't. Me neither. I, it's still, on my, it's still on my a, checklist. Yeah, such a good guess song. I wish I, I, I would hear it live. Love that groove. All right, on to question number four. What was the last song Jason Newstead played live with Metallica? Was it Fade to Black? Nice. It sure was. See, and you thought this was going to be hard. It's still hard, dude. <laughs> You're doing that's pretty when good. They're, that's when they're playing in that parking lot with those three cars as headlights on the stage. Yeah, it's nighttime. I should and say they're using the cars' as headlights as the stage line. It's like, yeah, okay, buddy. It's nighttime and Lars is in his sunglasses. Yes, yeah. he is. Yeah. Oh, all right, so let's see what question we're on. Number five. Am I Evil is a cover song. Who originally did it? Was it Diamond Head? Sure was. Ding, Dude. ding, ding. Look that, man. You're rocking. How easy as that. Edgar, I can see you right now thanks to uh, Squadcast.fm. What are you drinking? Uh, whiskey. Well, like an old-fashioned kind of drink. It's not dirty window whiskey. But not black and uh, dirty window whiskey, sweet amber. It's not. It's not black because I finished my bottle and I don't want to open the other one. <laughs> so I yeah, opened. Go ahead. I said I. I was gonna say I got two two bottles signed by Lars and nice. I, I opened one <laughs> and drank the shit out of it. <laughs> you must have been thirsty if you opened up an autographed black and bottle. No, I just thought about it and I was like, you know what, Lars would be happy that I'm drinking this. So. Where'd you get it signed at? Uh, that was um, by Palo Alto. Um, Milpitas, uh, California. When he had the uh, meet and greet there for Blacken. It was cool. right It was right before they started shutting everything down. So we got lucky. Very cool. Oh, yeah. Was it much? Was it like a meet and greet got to say something? Or was it just like sign? Oh, totally, dude. Lars, will spend, like, Lars spent at least two to three minutes with every single person there. Wow. Like, he will make sure. I remember you... right. There was a couple hundred people there. Yeah. I mean, he was capped to, I think he was capped to 200. And then he will get to people uh, outside the 200 if he had the time. But um, it like wasn't like, yeah, it wasn't like all the meet and greets that I've been to. Where like, it's just, hi, you know, very small chat picture and you're leaving. 
Right. Uh, he really he really took the time with you and in your normal hours asked you questions, you know, about whatever you were wearing or about anything and, and try to make you comfortable. And then you take the picture and then you chat for him, like maybe for another 30 seconds and like off you go. But it, it felt like, you know, he took the time and he was he cared to be that, you know. Even something so. that's technically not like a hundred percent Metallica related, and he still takes the time with all of those fans. I mean, that's so. Oh cool. yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely. That's why we love Lars, man. He's the best. Gotta love Mr. Ulrich. If my math is right, or is it like six, seven hours from your place to where that sign? Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. It was six, seven hours. That's exactly true. I drove so L.A. to Palo Alto. Yeah, I, it was uh, Milpitas, but it's like Palo Alto's right there. Okay. Um, yeah, it took me about six, seven hours just because all the stops that I had, etc. So, Jeff, from your house, six or seven hours would be about where Chicago is to get a bottle signed. Would you do that? If I had someone to go with me, yeah, I'd do it. In your SRT? I don't own the SRT anymore, but yes, we could take okay, that. Okay, your Neon. Well, that was the neon. I don't own the neon anymore. <laughs> you had a neon SRT. I thought you were talking about the Challenger. No, uh, I'm talking about my SRT. I had an SRT ACR neon that I just sold. No, I just have okay. my. I just have my BMW now. I'd hop in with you, Minneapolis to Chicago, to get one bottle signed and say, "What's up, Larzy?" If oh, I yeah, could, man. yeah. If I could have someone with me, I would definitely do it. Edgar, that's awesome. Did you did you come back the same day? That's a long day of driving. No, I was there for. I got there the day before. Then, um, I think the event wasn't a Saturday. Saturday, so I got there Friday and then uh, I left uh, on Sunday. Awesome. Yeah, I drove back to LA. <laughs> that's intense. All uh, right, question six. Um, well, we're gonna more. name some. What's that? I say, oh, there's more. Oh, there's five oh, there's more. more. We got ten. We're only on six. This is called name the lyric line. Ready for the lyrics? You name the song. Let us have peace. Let us have life. Let us escape this cruel night. Um, I know that's a cover. Uh, fuck. Um, uh, was it the wait? Uh... It is a cover. I know it's a cover. Uh, I'm trying. Oh, I know the song. I know the song. I just can't call it right now. He knows it. I can tell by his reaction. I'm trying to sing in my head, but I'm not coming with anything. <laughs> I'm watching you. It's entertaining. A couple um, more seconds. Got to put a cap on it. Somewhere. I'm, I'm still thinking to wait, but... Thanks to Squadcast.fm, we can we can see you just agonizing over this. I know, dude. I'm gonna cover this camera right now. <laughs> Hope we lost him. There goes the feed, Jeff. <laughs> nah, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give up on this one for the sake of time. So, what was what would be your final answer? Your guess? I was thinking the wait. <laughs> Close, uh, but not. I know, not... I know. It's, I know it's a cover, but can can come up with anything right now? I Blitzkrieg. Metallica poser. Nah, Blitzkrieg, man. Blitzkrieg. When they put you in a spot like that, it's kind of hard. I know, it's tough. And when you don't hear the music and just the words, I've, I've been in the same boat going, God, I know I've heard that 85 know, times, but what I the know. fuck is it? I know, exactly. I know I know. there's someone out there just yelling at the phone or something. You know? <laughs> hey, man, when there's a trophy involved, things get intense. 
Things get intense for a jump in the fire trophies. And then that, and then that guy listening goes like, what the fuck? And this guy's seen, seen him 43 times? Fuck. Who's this punk. guy? He's a VP of a chapter? This is Hose bullshit. It, you know? All right, you're going to redeem yourself here. Name <laughs> this lyric line. Circus comes to town. You play the lead clown. Uh, Leopard Messiah. Nice. Uh, <laughs> that was not too hard. Dude, nice done. All right. You've heard that live before. I have, yeah. Been, I've been lucky enough to, to hear that maybe like two, three, four times already. <sighs> Nothing wrong with that. Actually, four times. I'm, I'm seeing it right now. Four times. Oh, you've got your list? I got uh, my um, Metallica list here of all the shows and songs and all that. What song have you heard the most? Uh, Excluding it, Sandman and Puppets. Uh, probably Seek after that. Excluding Seek. Um, What's something rare you've heard a lot? The rare. Probably, one. let me see, let me see. Creeping Dead, Master of Puppets at 39, Creeping Dead at 36, uh, Enter Sandman at 39, Nothing Else Matters Matters 38. Yeah, that's about the highest numbers I see here. Um, Give me more... a rare song you've seen like four or five times. Oh. Um... I like how you have a spreadsheet. That's cool, man. It's a website. I mean, uh... maybe Last Caress three times. I've seen Frantic three times. Nice. Um, the... I mean, I guess you could call this rare, but I've seen them for even three, three times. That's cool. That makes oh. two of us. Yeah. That's one that I have definitely not heard live. Thanks to Lincoln and Two Nights at s and I've seen When a B- uh, Blind Mind Cries two times. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. That's really rare. Uh, there's some songs that they only play, play once, and I've got, I got lucky to see those. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that would be it. I mean, what else is there? Um what else is there? We still got to finish up your, your trivia round. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Number eight. I promise this is the last lyric line. Tell me, can you heal what father's done or fix this hole? Uh... Is it Fixer? It's Fixer. Ding, ding, ding. No. Dude, I felt like you're it was kicking a, ass. I felt like it was a tricky question, but then okay, I kind of got it. Dude, you've only gotten two wrong. That's not bad at Fuck. all. Killing it. Okay. Question nine: What was the Four Horsemen originally titled? The Mechanics. Yes. Now I got an extra credit bonus point question for you. Can you spell the Mechanics? Yeah. Um, M E C H A. N-I-X Dude Solid Yeah Gotta have the X in there Gotta have the X Thanks Dave Mustaine Yeah he wrote them all Yeah it wasn't, the kill, it wasn't question, kill them all It was write them all Yeah wrote them all Wrote them all The final question for Edgar from LA With Jump in the Fire Question 10 What American festival Did Metallica headline In 1996 <laughs> ah, oh my god. Oh. Take another shot of that sweet amber. Was it Monsters of Rock or something like that? 96, load, short haircuts. You got me sweating here. I don't know, dude. 
If I'm gonna be honest here, like I'm just gonna be taking guesses. I don't know. Our guest last week guessed five times and got them all right. It was amazing. Um, that would be Lollapalooza. Okay. <laughs> so what didn't is that? Even, didn't, didn't even cross my mind. Seven out of ten, I believe, if I'm keeping Is that track. with extra credit? Are we going to give him an extra credit? Well, he spelled the mechanics with an X. Oh, there enough. you go. So if we do that, then it would be eight. But... Oh, hell yeah. Solid eight out Eight out of ten, man. That's that's damn good. Those are tough. Okay. That's decent, though. That's decent. I'll take that. That's a passing that's grade. Damn. What did he miss? The Prince and Blitzkrieg? Yeah. Which are color phones, uh... Those are tough. Yeah, and then Lollapalooza. Yeah. But the extra credit made up for that. <laughs> Eight out of ten, man. Not bad. Hey, are you planning to go to the uh, All Within My Hand show if it happens in of September? Of course. Yeah, of course. But it also depends on how much on how they're gonna price that because um, I mean, last time I think it was like two fifty a ticket, and did you go been, to the last one. Yeah, I, I did. Nice. And we've been thinking, uh, I told my friends, like, well, that could actually still happen if they just sell less tickets on a smaller venue, you know, uh, eventually in a few months from now. But, you know, they still want to they still want to sell the tickets for the foundation and and and, and make some money for, for the foundation. So, yeah, they're a little high. I get it. So I was thinking, like, well, I mean, if they do that, do you think they're going to start pricing them a little higher, like 300, 350, 400? Just so they, can, so they can donate a little more. That's going to be tough, and that's going to be like a no for me. I mean, I will still go just to hang out with people outside and, and you know, have fun. But Yeah, that's getting up there. Uh, I mean, if it's more than $250, I'll, I mean, $250 is still steep, but it's a it's a cool acoustic set. So, uh, yeah. Uh, and I think that's three, four months away. What's What's California going to have for, you know, social distancing laws in three, four months? We don't know. I mean, we're all hoping for the best, and we're hoping that things are going to start opening, and it seemed like it was uh, going in a good direction as soon as we started opening, and then our governor just said to uh, start closing bars again uh, in certain cities, uh, L.A. being one of the, the ones. So we're like, oh, crap, you know, here we go again. Are restaurants open, Edgar, or is it just bars are closing? Uh, restaurants are open now. Um with uh, the social distancing rules, so half of the capacity and, and such. So you can still go to, like, Chipotle and sit down, or you got to take it out? Of course, Chipotle. In most places, you, you can, I think, dine in now, but for the longest time, we couldn't. you could only take out. It was a pain in the butt. Interesting. Yeah, come September, it'll be interesting to see what they do with that gig. Yeah, I'm hoping for it. Um, I know some friends are still hoping for Aftershock, but I... That's not going to happen at all. Yeah. Forgot about that. That's in California, too. Yeah, that's in California, too. Sacramento. Exactly. Yeah. Was that October? I think October. But, uh, I mean, it's just not going to happen. The size of it, three days, it's just not going to be one of those. Uh, It's not going to be an option. I talked to a uh, road crew member of theirs two nights ago. Mm-hmm. And South America is not even sounding promising whatsoever. Oh no! I mean, I was hoping for it. Um, I was hoping for it, but uh, I I have a black ticket for South America, and that's also going to get canceled, just like Australia. So, again, 
And we were hoping for it, but I mean, I, I know it's only going to get worse or it's going to get better and then get worse again. And right. it's just mass gatherings like that, where it's like thousands of people together are not going to be uh, an option for those countries or even this country for, for quite a while, it seems. And <clears throat> even 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 Lars hinted at that at some point where he said, like, I'll see you guys like, guys like 2021 or something like that. Cause... Yeah, who would have thought no Metallica gig? Or anything in 2020 you would have told me that a year ago i would have bet you 10 grand yeah yeah it's 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 sad man especially on the run they were on and i mean god they were just kicking maximum ass on on all ends and just to bring that to a grinding halt yeah um, i mean predict that for a million I'm, years i'm just i'm just i just see it as a good thing though for i guess for them in a way because you know james needed the time so once things started closing up and, and, and yeah COVID came like i just i just saw it as okay so james now has time to like even even get better you know more time to get better more time for his family more time to focus on himself or, right and, yeah and not trying to probably was the best thing that could have happened because now he can focus on his own personal things that obviously you know the years of touring have taken its toll on him so it's it's probably probably was the best time for him personally for this to happen i mean one could assume that's how i want i, I decide to see it you know as a, as a good thing for for his health and maybe for metallica so they can take a break etc yeah there's got to be a silver lining to to all the gray clouds yeah. that 2020 has provided uh, provided us excuse me sorry well dude now he's a table maker that's what it was all about yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, that's what he wants to do. Then so be it. You know, if that's helping him, just clear his mind and put his, I don't know, do do something else and not not focus on on whatever he had problem with. And that's a good thing. I wonder if he's listening to Lulu when he makes the tables. Yeah, he probably gets inspired by that. He probably got inspired by that song. You know, he was like, "Well, if I'm going to be the table, I might as well make the goddamn table. Make the fucking uh, memes real." You know. Edgar just crossed my mind. You're in LA. Have you gone to his car exhibit at the Peterson Museum? I was just there yesterday. <laughs> oh, you no lucky. shit. Cool. Yeah, I shot a I shot a live video and I, I took a bunch of pictures. Um, Way cool. Yeah. Tell us about that. So every car is there, is my understanding. Uh yeah. Um, so so like every car in the reclaimed Rust book is there. Uh yes. So there's ten cars in the in the exhibition. And I'm not sure if his book is going to have more. I think it's going to have more than the 10. Um, There's just cars that, you know, he, he built throughout the years. But he only donated 10 to the Peterson, which, is, which are the, the best 10 looking ones. I, I Only. Think. Yeah, yeah, only 10. I, I, mean, like, I mean, on the fire chat that he had, um, he, 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 um, he mentioned that he had... Um, he had, he almost had a problem at some point because he was just purchasing cars because he wanted to do all these things, but those were things that not only took time and money but also space, and he didn't have the space at some point, you know. Uh, so he just had to focus more on 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 on, on quality rather than quantity, although he wanted to do a million things with different cars, you know. How much to get in that museum? I'm gonna be out there in a couple of weeks and I'm gonna try to get up there and check it out. I'm, I'm sorry, what? Is there like an admission to this museum? I'm going to be out there in a few weeks, and I'm going to oh, try to get up there and check it out. Yeah, there's um, I think it's like fifteen, eighteen bucks to get in, but I, I can, Perfect. I can, I can get you in. No problem. I got, I got a membership with that, and I can, I can bring you in. So, 
if you're i'll let you know that'd be huge if you're uh if you're around here let me know so we can go hang out and have a beer and go check out the cores again yeah i've got an lax overnight coming up jeff come on out <laughs> yeah i do know where did i see this is the tesla cyber truck there yeah dude i took pictures of it yesterday and that's fucking it's it's bad i saw that on, that on the news last night that's cool yeah, it's only going to be there for maybe another 40 days. So it was supposed to be there only for a day, and then they extended extended it for a week. And I got to check that out. Yeah, it's been like three days already, I think. So There you go, Jeff. You got Iron Fist in one corner and Elon Musk in the other. Yeah, they might, they, yeah it's a good pair. That's a good pair right there. A little bit of electric and a little bit of petrol. Well, one's like yeah, one's like talk about opposites. Oh, polar opposites. Yeah, same same kind of I guess outside with the uh, stainless steel, but (laughs) one's like metal, right? One's like very rounded and old school low rider with a patrol, and the other one's electric futuristic with just computers (laughs) inside and very sharp corners. Yeah, Jeff, hop on a flight. We're going to L.A. Edgar's picking us up in his probably his Model X, and then we'll go to the (laughs) PC. Yeah, wish did. I'll get a ticket. I'm on my way. We'll slam some black in the back of Edgar's Tesla and go to Peterson. We'll be blasting Invisible Kid along the way. That's all we need. The whole time we're there, yeah. St. Anger, front to back. Yeah, God, you guys would have one hell of a day. Dude, Like I've listened to uh, St. Anger front to back like two times in a row. No problem. Like No problem at all. To this day, uh, St. Anger is probably the only album by Metallica that I regularly listen to, mainly because of... Front to back? Yeah, and it's mainly, obviously, because of, you know, being in the band that I'm in. You know, you play a lot of Metallica. When you play Enter Sandman 400 times, you don't really want to sit down and listen to it. But uh, St. Anger, yeah, it's just, you know, we don't play a lot of it. So that's the album that I feel like I I gravitate most to, uh, that or Load and Reload. My World, man. I can totally see that, yeah. All about my world. Yeah, all about purified, bro. Great riff. <laughs> yeah. How many people have turned this episode off now? Going, what is all this Saint Anger love? As soon as we start talking Saint Anger, all all they hear is just dong 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 dong. Everybody, everybody goes like the only good song in, in Saint Anger is Unnamed Feeling. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. As soon as we start talking about Saint Anger, all they hear is Charlie Brown's teacher. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> totally. Who are these guys talking about purifying the fucking Cybertruck? Like yeah. f- purify? Who wrote that song? Purify Teslas and whiskey. Boy, what an episode! Yeah. <laughs> Edgar, it's been fun, man. It's been fun. Thanks again for coming on podcast for all. Where you, the fan, drive the discussion, and I might hit you up in a few weeks if I'm out in LA. You gonna be around? No, please do, man. You working full time, or is I, I mean, is California totally shut down, or what do you got going on? It's been shut down uh, for a while. No, it opened up for a lot of businesses, and uh, I spoke to my bo- to my boss, and uh, we could have gone back to work on on July first or so, but uh, we're gonna hold on till like the twentieth or so. Okay, uh, just a little longer. Uh, so I'm off uh, from work until the twentieth of July. Summer vacation, dude. Oh yeah, I've just been chilling and being here Any, and there i just okay. i just i just went sorry to extend this but i just went to houston to go see my friend randy and he had two shows there randy yeah dude fucking got to last see last name got to see uh, alanise oh mr randy we know him yeah we went i went to see a hot wire to kill him all over there dude 
Jeff, you've shared a stage with Randy. The second tribute to Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we call them two. The two, yeah. <laughs> we got one, the only, and then we got two in Houston. How's Randy doing? He's doing. He's doing all right, man. Super excited about the shows and. Very cool. At least God, at least they're playing live. Lucky for them. It was it was pretty weird though, because like they opened the the bar, the warehouse, and it was half capacity with all these instructions or whatever. We still they had, had seats fun. and shit. They yeah, they put seats at the very front, but people immediately just started showing them to the sides and didn't. Good, care. good. If, if this I'm is glad the to hear that. Of concerts, we might have to find a new job, Shane. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, the, the sad part is that he told me that they just shut it down again. God, yeah, it's like make your minds up, guys. So, yeah, so we got lucky. Dude. We got lucky that they uh, they got to play a show, and and now they're closed. Hardwired to kill them all, coming straight out of Houston, Texas. Yeah, pretty soon they'll be playing the Toyota Center. I'm hoping so, man. Those guys, <laughs> those guys got the chops, man. That's good shit. They're at the night in between party during SNL. Oh yeah, I, 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 they kicked so much ass, dude, and and I remember they played Fixer. They did, and they played uh, Prince Charming, dude. I mean, yeah, they just, did. Yeah, they did. I was impressed with the picture. They, they, I mean, they wanted to play a bunch of rare, rare songs, and I know he had a bigger set list, and it sucks because uh, Russell just took a lot of his time and ate right. like a lot of the songs on 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 around the set list. Like he pretty much like. Uh, uh, took like another 30, 45 minutes, maybe up to an hour of Randy's time. So that sucks. That night was so fun. Everything from Ray Burton to just hanging with all us clubbers. And man, that weekend was awesome. That weekend was the best weekend ever. And we all wish we could go back to that. Oh, that was one of the top 10 weekends of, of my life. I've told a lot of people that they're like, what? I'm like, you don't understand. It was just a magical Metallica weekend with everybody from around the world. It was, it was almost like a, like a Metallica anniversary, you know, it's like everything just yeah. came together and people it's from a great all way over. of describing it. Yeah, it's just it, it was a big celebration. It was not just S and M, you know. So much going on. I think I got about five hours of sleep in four days. Yeah, that didn't matter. I mean, oh, it was awesome. Worth it, you know. Hopefully, we can get back to those days soon, man. I'm hoping so, dude. We we're all we all need that, you know, the shows and the travel and the friends and the hanging Stop. out. Need to get out of the house and you know quit making podcasts every week. I mean, that's what exactly, dude. That's why. <laughs> that's why I decided to go to Houston so that I could just see a live show, dude. <laughs> that's cool. That's way cool. Yeah. Well, Edgar, it's been fun, man. It's been fun indeed, man. Hopefully, I see you in uh, LA. I'll, it's towards the end of July. I'll shoot you a message, and yeah, boy, if we can run up to the Peterson and check that out, that'd be cool. Yeah, trying to make it a weekend if it's going to be by the end of July. But yeah, for sure. I'll let you know. And Podcast for All, where you, the Metallica fan, drives the discussion. Shoot us a message. Come on the show and podcastforall at gmail.com. And um, Jeff, you got anything else? No, man. It's uh, It's been a pleasure to have Edgar on. And Should I sign off and then you guys can talk about St. Anger for the next four hours? <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> I love the drumming on that album, man. I don't care about what people have to say about the sound, but I love the drumming. Definitely, definitely one of Lars's best drum performances. Without it, it is, out. it's amazing. That's some endurance on that record. He put oh, in yeah. work on that album for sure. He did. He did. Well, Edgar, hope to see you soon, man. Let's keep in touch. And uh, thanks again. We'll see you soon. All right, man. You guys take care, and thanks for having me on. Metal up your ass. Take care. Have a good one. Take care.